Welcome to uh, the Creative Life podcast show. I'm your host, Chris Tysis, and we do have a guest here, uh, Nathan, who's one of our uh, members of the Nintendo Engineers or followers or subscribers, as they call it. So, yeah. big welcome. How are you going? I'm good, Chris. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to just hang out and talk about, I guess, things creative and yeah, just be on, like, I've been following the Nintendo Ninja News channel now on and off for years, and it's kind of, it's cool to be able to be on it, so thank you. Well, yeah, it's good to, to sort of, you know, get someone on for the podcast. It's a little different. It, I guess um, the creative life is a bit more general than Nintendo Ninja News, but uh, there's always a bit of a crossover uh, between people who listen to it and other stuff and that, so it's it's been cool so far to get the first guest on. So, Rich is nice. Wait, I'm, I'm the first guest? Well, you're the first guest on the podcast, yes. Oh, that's... Um, wow, there cheers, mate. Go. Appreciate that, that's yeah. So nice. So, there you go. So, it was the who's in first uh, best dressed, as they say. Yeah, cool. So, but yeah. But uh, we'll talk, I guess, a bit about Nintendo Engineers um, first off, seeing this is video game-related stuff and Rocket League later on. Mm-hmm. So, you've been uh, following... Nintendo engineers for a while, and what do you think of um, the channel and the the strengths and that? We talked a little bit earlier. Yeah, well, I think so. I actually found the Nintendo Ninja News channel when Pokemon Go was like still really popping, and you used to comment on um, like a lot of Facebook pages. And at first, I thought you were just like a know it all, and I was like, oh, this guy's a this guy's a like a know it all. But then, um, you know, mm-hmm. I found my way to the channel, and then I just kind of grew to appreciate the content of the channel, um, how hyper focused I guess it was. Um, I and this is before you even started streaming, like on Nintendo, because mm-hmm. I am a personally huge longtime fan of Nintendo. I have Luigi tattooed on my leg, um, oh, wow. and you know, yeah, I I collect all the vintage Nintendo consoles. I'm an avid pokemon fan and mm. i just grew to appreciate um your real depth of understanding i guess and the channel on a whole about how it was really just focused on um you know the gamecube the switch the wii u um and that really appealed to me so you kind of turned me over and then your personality you're just like a an easygoing likable guy and so I started watching. I actually think, and correct me if I'm wrong, when your channel first got monetized um, while you're doing a live stream, I think I was the first person to ever give you a donation. I think you were. I think you were one of the first. I can't I can't quite check on, on it. But, yeah, I think you probably were or very close to it, yeah. But, uh, yeah, the channel's been going for a number of years now, and I, I think that um, I enjoy doing... Um, I guess giving knowledge about Nintendo and things like that. I, I guess I look um, how I do my channel. I think I look at it from the fans point of view, but also the business point of view. So I think that's a big difference from a lot of the other channels that sort of uh, fanboy, but too much. No, but I, I get that because you do mm-hmm. like, you talk about like things that you think like when, you know, the, the switch lineups of 2020 and 2019 were, you know, being speculated you had a lot of genuine insight based on like history of the company and when they'd be dropping what games. Um, a lot of your stuff regarding like super smash brothers and what characters you speculated would be joining. A lot of that was like pretty spot on. And I think, um, I think that's like for someone who's interested in gaming to have a like-minded person who's like also interested in this genre, which is a smaller group, I would say, um, particularly potentially in like, 
like, cause we're both adults. Yeah. Mm. I feel like the switch is still in a lot of ways targeted towards a younger audience. And so oh, there's, yeah. l- there's less people our age talking about it, but there's still such a loyal, dedicated community that grew up with these characters and they're invested and in, like, you're like keeping that interest and it makes like other people interested. Yeah, that's true. Um, I definitely um, think there's that younger generation. There's also a lot of older generation that's sort of still into Nintendo and buying the the franchise, especially Pokemon. That I think the average age is really into the twenties and thirties. Mate, you've got to catch them all. It the never game. ends. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. So there's two more games. Well, the few Pokemon games coming out next next month is um Pokemon Snap. Yeah, I've already got my pre order. I'm very oh, excited. Awesome. I did a uh, a speed run on the Nintendo 64 of the original Pokemon Snap, and I uh, I captured a photo of Mew I think in like 52 minutes, so I was pretty happy with that. So I'm ready for the new one. Oh wow! Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I'll probably get it down the track. And um, what's the remake of um, Diamond and Pearl, isn't it? Oh yeah, and then there's also Pokemon uh, Arceus, which is super interesting to me. Really interesting, the whole open world thing. I'm not too sure how they will do it. It will be um, a big challenge for Game Freak, I think. I think it will be more like the open areas. As, like, as a content creator, are you more interested in Arceus or the remakes of um, Pearl? Probably the new one. I mean, yeah. like the, the remakes, like, you know, some, some of the people hop on and see what it's like. But I think the open world thing is what people... It, everyone's going to be streaming it, I suppose. Mm. And if it turns out really good and people enjoy it, then that would be great for, for the franchise moving on, seeming it's been a bit, a little bit stuck at times, the series. Yeah, I think, um, like, so the most recent Pokemon game, Sun and, um, not Sun and Moon, Sword and Shield, sorry. Um, mm. I think the, the, the Tundra, the Wild Tundra, was a really cool premise, and that really gave like a more open world environment to Pokemon and like a less linear experience. And it really kind of, to me, like growing up as a child, imagining like, Oh, if Pokemon was real, what it would be like, that's what it kind of felt like just being out in the wild and you never know what you're going to run into. Well, yeah, I noticed, um, based on the storylines, it's, um, completing the first Pokedex ever. So the Pokeballs are almost like a, um, steampunk look. So when you throw the ball, and you catch the Pokemon, a little bit of puff of steam comes out of the Pokeball on the top. So you can tell in the fields when it's caught. Yeah, cool. So it seems like it's pretty pretty old school. It'll be interesting to see um, how it turns out. Um, fingers crossed that Game Freak can, can actually do it. And they're working um, with, possibly, I wouldn't mind if they worked with Nintendo and the guys behind um, Xenoblade. Oh, yeah, sure. Because they know how to do open worlds well and making it look pretty and, and you know, uh, putting a bit of um, depth into it. So it'd be interesting to see how they go. I'm, like, hopeful, and this, again, is, like, an older generation, like, fan of Nintendo. I'm hoping we're going to see another Pokemon Stadium-esque game come out on the Switch generation. Um, did you ever play any of the Pokemon Stadiums? Um... I did. Pokemon Stadium was a, a cool, fun game. I kind of feel like they could sort of s- stick those functions and features into a regular Pokemon game. Oh, yeah, true. Because I, I think the the main reason why I think Stadium was made was because um, the Pokemon games were still in the Game Boy era and pretty limited. 
Yeah, and more so, if you actually wanted to play someone else in a Pokemon battle, you had to get the um the Game Boy System Link cord. <laughs> like there yeah. was no there was no Wi-Fi connection, there was no Bluetooth. Let's play against each other. It was like a literal old school cord. So you and your mate are like sitting shoulder to shoulder next to each other <laughs> playing Pokemon. Yeah. I remember doing that a couple times on the school bus. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, even with the stadium, you you got the transfer pack and you could play it on the sixty four. Yeah, I, I played the entirety of, um, I think it was Yellow. And to me, like as a child, I was playing Pokemon on a full, like on my TV screen. I, I didn't think it was going to get any better than that. And now, in a lot of ways, Nintendo has kind of foregone the traditional handheld console. And they've gone for like this Switch hybrid. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, um, well, Reggie, the past um, president of Nintendo America, said that... <coughs> The the Wii U was basically a fail forward in terms of um, it was a product that didn't work out, but it gave them a lot of ideas on what to do. So instead of getting rid of the gamepad, they basically kept it and just merged the console into it. So, And obviously it's worked. The Switch is mm. just an amazing console. It's Even though, you know, like I have a bunch of different consoles, you know, PC. Um, mm. I still am on the Switch, I would say, the most regularly, just for the portability of it. There's something nice, like, if I want to go sit outside on, you know, the veranda, I can just sit there on my Switch and, you know, play the Nintendo Mario collection. Or It's just nice. It's a good console. Yeah, I've, I've enjoyed it a lot over the years. I can't believe it's now four years for it. Right? It feels like time's flown on that one. Mm, it's sold over 80 million. So it will definitely hit the 100 million mark. Oh, especially when the, the Pro comes out, the Switch Pro. Like, some of the rumors about what that's going to entail is kind of insane. It's very interesting to me. Be interesting, yeah. Hopefully they increase the, 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 um, the memory storage on it so I can put more than 32 gig and... Yeah. <laughs> One or two games now, yeah. So, unfortunately, Nintendo games are not too bad in size, but the third-party stuff is is like, you know, the warning label. You need to get a 32-gig card in order to install this game. So, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But I'm sure that there will be more, at least 128-gig minimal has to be. Yeah, 100%. I'm, I'm interested in, like, the actual, like, you know, the, the processing power. A lot of people are saying it's going to be a 4K resolution, which is wild. I mean, um, especially when PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X are both saying down the track they'll be 8K capable. And um, it, it feels intentional, and it's, it's testament to just how good the core mechanics of the Nintendo games are, that they can be, like, a generation old in the, the graphical compatib- like capabilities, but mm. still be so popular. They yeah, I, I, I think it's definitely the strength of the IPs, and they've managed them pretty well. And um, <clears throat> I think that's part of the success too and that's why the games keep selling and selling over the years they don't do price cuts and that it's the amazing thing yeah you'll never see a nintendo game cheap it's because that little gold nintendo seal you know this game is approved by nintendo that means something you know like when you see that you're like this is going to be a certain like standard Mm. of like game that's true and um i'm looking forward to the the next i don't know Let's say another four years for the for the Switch generation. Mm, I believe it. 
and we'll see what happens. All right. So um, the other topic I want to chat to you about was Rocket League, seeming that I'm getting into it a fair bit. Yeah, it's it's exciting to see because um, <laughs> I've um, I've messaged you on separate occasions because I myself, I've actually been playing Rocket League on and off on every single different console, including PC, since, oh. since 2016. So I started on the PlayStation 4, um, mm-hmm. and then I played it on the PC for a while. And then I got it on the Xbox, and then when it became free-to-play, it was just like another game I had on my Nintendo Switch. So I play it sometimes on my Switch when I'm on the go, and I just you know, feel like hearing some of that fun bass music before you get into a game, and then I hop in and have a go. Ah, yeah, I mean, I was looking for games to stream on the PS4, and Rocket League was one of those games that I, I didn't mind playing, but I kept forgetting about. <clears throat> so it was good that you, you sort of got me to play a couple of games the last time, and I was like, oh, I better, I should add this to the roster list, and yeah. I got Rocket Pass, and I've been, oh, geez, what am I up to? The, there are differences between the XP level and tiers, I don't know why. Yeah, so it's Very kind of like... Tiers. Um, it's very similar to Fortnite in, like, there's, like, just your account has certain levels, regardless of the battle pass, but okay. then you progress through the battle pass, and the battle pass is, like, where you get the majority of the rewards. Right. And the battle okay. pass is actually, um, different to Fortnite in where, so with Fortnite, I know you've, you've played it, uh, significantly before you were grinding out, trying to get Iron Man as high level as possible. Um, mm-hmm. In uh, Rocket League, once you go past level 100, you still get a, re- a a random unique reward for every level you go up. And it's always like a painted item for your car, which is pretty cool. Well, that's actually handy. Oh. Yeah, and I think it, it adds more value to the Battle Pass. Plus, um, you can trade Rocket League items, whereas you can't really trade... Um, Fortnite items, no, but that all that all dates back to um, like there used to be like loot crates in Rocket League, and then oh, okay, yeah, and then Psionics yeah. got acquired by Epic, and then it wasn't you know it wasn't like oh we can't do those microtransactions anymore. What free to play business model works where we still make money? Oh, you know we'll put a, a battle pass in for seasons and we'll introduce seasons. Yeah. Oh, and this seems like it's worked for Rocket League. It, it, I, I feel like I personally, and I've been discussing this with some of uh, my other friends, I am much more comfortable putting, you know, 15, 20 bucks into a game that I got for free versus buying a game like Call of Duty or even Overwatch. And, you know, there's microtransactions in that game. And I'm like, well, I've already paid for the game. Why do I have to pay more? So I'm much more generous with the the business model of a free to play game with microtransactions versus a full price game that still has yeah. microtransactions. I I think that makes sense. Um, I don't mind. Probably Overwatch is one of the other games I don't mind. I was going to get it for the PS4 as well, but it's it's like at ninety nine dollars still, and I'm like, you're not Nintendo guys. No, but they're Blizzard. So Blizzard, <laughs> I'll. You- you mentioned Nintendo. Blizzard yeah. is one of the other um, game businesses. They don't really reduce price. Blizzard are kind of meant to have a prestige about them. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I guess they they do with some of the games. Not not quite the company themselves. There's obviously some business practices, like all the big um, AAA companies that um, they dabble into. But yeah. uh, yes, their games are... Uh, are good you know they're very popular in that there, there are other games as well so 
with the Rocket League, so you've got the um, the tiers and XPs. I also noticed there were blueprints, mm-hmm. which apparently I have to pay money for or something. Yeah, or so credit? blueprints. Um, blueprints, the, the too long didn't read version of blueprints are um, just randomly, not even for leveling up. Uh, it's just for hours put into the game, you'll be given these blueprints mm-hmm. and you can spend the microtransaction currency in this case. I think it's um, just called credits and you can use them to unlock the blueprint to get the item that's in the blueprint. I really don't do it um, because unfortunately, although some of the items are cool, the amount of money that Epic asks you to pay for them, like isn't what you'd be able to pay if you were just trading with someone. So Epic kind of overcharges you for the items. Right. And I think they're doing it to try and control the marketplace. Because there are items now in Rocket League that are worth, like, thousands of real dollars. Wow. A virtual currency item, yeah. The the alpha boosts, the alpha hats, um, some of the rarer uh, cars, they go for a lot of money now. And I think that's, like, Epic's way of trying to, like, squash that a little bit by making the blueprints <laughs> and controlling the marketplace. Yeah, that's interesting. So what do you, what do, you do with the blueprints, just... Not a lot. I mostly sit there. So when I actually um, I, I stopped streaming when um me and my partner uh, moved to where we currently are because it's just not a good situation to stream. But I used to give them away to people on stream, and um, <laughs> I'm ashamed to say I would get random kids on the stream or random anyone. And because there are people who genuinely care about this, you know, the skin for me, I'm like, yeah, it looks cool, whatever. But people really care about this stuff, so I used to get people to sing for items. yeah and it's still one of the most viewed videos it's still on my um my twitch account it's this kid who's like singing this song and he's he's like a young kid and his voice is kind of a little bit shaky and like you know he's definitely here having those like pops from from a 13 year old voice Mm -hmm. and he's singing one thing and then he busts out into this really amazing rap and i was losing my mind because this kid's just busted out a rap and he sounded amazing um and so i gave him just like all this stuff from Rocket League, and he thought it was the best thing ever. He His mind was blown that he was getting this free stuff. And to me, I was like, dude, I don't care. You know, I spent 10 bucks on the Battle Pass. It doesn't matter to me. It's wow. interesting. Yeah, I mean, you could always... Yeah. You could do that. I you should could probably do just give them... So you can just, um, just trade them off to someone else? So, unfortunately, um, you can only <clears> trade... And I'm, I'm not sure if this is a, a smart decision or a dumb decision by Epic... And it all, again, it all dates back to them having to follow the policies they kind of set before they were bought, before Psyonix was bought by Epic. You can't cross-platform trade. Because if we could, like, I would give you, I have, like, thousands of items, and I'd just, I'd give them to you. It would serve you better than me. Like, I have a car that I like the looks of. Sometimes I change the wheels. But apart from that, my car always, you know, pretty much stays the same. Okay, so... I noticed with the, the Switch and the PS4, there are some items that do cross over. I noticed that my Back to the Future card does not cross over to the, to the PS4. Yeah, so I have an exclusive car I purchased mm-hmm. before you could even, before there was the Rocket Pass, before this is like 2017, 2018. And okay. if I play on the Switch, it's not there. Wow. Which so is a shame. I'm I'd... just thinking that... um. There must be like, for example, what what where's your main collection on? Oh, mine mine is on the Xbox, so I don't have my PC account anymore. It's oh, and wow. my my Xbox and my Switch are still under the same Epic ID, so mm-hmm. I don't understand why, even though they're under the same ID, I can't have it all regardless. Because I have you know on Fortnite, I have skins that were 
Nintendo Switch exclusive skins. I got one of the the free Nintendo Switch uh, bundles when I got my Switch for Fortnite. And I can use that skin when I'm playing Fortnite on my Xbox, but I can't get stuff that I got on my Xbox for Rocket League on my Switch. So it doesn't go with both games. Uh, so there's no actual crossover at all. I, I don't know. I don't know to the extent it is because um, I haven't played on the Switch for a, a little while now. But yeah, yeah. I think what they told me was like DLC premium stuff they couldn't do. Oh, so, so but for general stuff, it's okay. Okay, so <laughs> so the, the way that I could think of doing it would be if you traded from Xbox to like. I don't know. It has to be the same platform, doesn't it? Yeah. Shit. I brought, I I could do PC. Mm. It's the thing I could think of. We'll find a way, and I'll um yeah. I'll, I'll find a way to get you some stuff, and you can you know do that for giveaways or whatever. Yeah, that that would work. Um, and so yeah, it's really it's really weird. I'm surprised that Epic Games hasn't tried to make those changes, unless they have other thoughts in mind about that. Yeah, there's got to be a reason why that's not just a, yeah, you can do it straight away, no worries, have a nice day. Mm. Oh, well, that's 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 why it is, I guess. How, uh, how are you enjoying yeah. Rocket League? Um, Quite well. At first, I wasn't really good at it, like I was struggling a bit, and then I discovered that there was a button called a power slide. <laughs> um, I was like, oh... That's how you turn it easily, right? Um, so I've been doing pretty well, like um, doing good passes and shots. Every now and again, I get a nice goal. So, but I think I'm just good at sort of setting up play. Yeah, I've noticed that about you. You're um, because Rocket League, bro, is such a hard game, and the more you think you're getting better, it just never ends. So, like, I'm currently, I play a lot of ranked, and I'm in diamond rank. So, whoa. Yeah, so below me, there's bronze, silver, gold, and platinum. But above me, there's champ, grand champ, and supersonic legend. And even though I know, you know, compared to how I played last year, or even six months ago, I'm better at the game, the skill level it never becomes any easier. And I think their matchmaking system does a very good job of pairing you against people on an equal or slightly better. So you're always improving and learning the game and i think you've already done that like and you're you're not even playing ranked right now you're playing casual but you're learning more and more about the mechanics and like mm-hmm. there are certain things even from the last two times you played rocket league i noticed like um on the second last time you were playing rocket league you wouldn't really hop on the walls much you were a bit more anxious and then in the the more recent rocket league you're on the walls you're like trying n- different stuff and it's really about understanding the mechanics of the game and then from there how you can like play within that and then you just get better and better yeah i think that's what i've learned too i've i have um played some of the ranked stuff um i think for experience points or something like that and there is a bit of a difference like it does get a bit um tricky and hard especially depending on your teammates and especially in casual mode i've noticed um, so I think in ranked mode, it does get a bit serious sometimes. Some of the, the, uh, the chat messengers. Yeah. The toxicity. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, what a save. What a save. And I'm like, that was a really good save I did. Wait a minute. Yeah. They're yeah, being condescending. Yeah. What? Yes. So the so, casual's weird to on. me, right? Because like mm-hmm. sometimes you'll have a teammate and like, 
in the first 30 seconds, the, the, the other team will score against you. And they're already like being toxic and throwing out the water saves and the nice shots. If you miss the ball. And I'm like, like it always boggles me. Like 30 seconds of the game have gone. It's one goal down. Like, why do you have this mentality? <laughs> like, like it's one goal. You need to relax and like focus on the game instead of being toxic to teammates. But it's like, Sometimes they'll just randomly quit and then you've got a computer on your team, you know, it replaces them with the computer until another player hops in. And that's like so frustrating in casual. Uh, so even though, uh, like for so long in ranked, I was just getting smashed and I was getting beaten. I stuck to it because I knew like people don't want to quit ranked as much because it's their rating, you know, and people care more about that. Yeah. And then eventually you do get put in the the skill bracket you deserve. So you'll constantly be against similarly skilled players. Whereas in casual, because there's no skill level, sometimes I'll be in a game with people who are just terrible, like so much worse than me and I can walk through them. But then randomly I'll get people who are like, you know, like really high ranked grand champ who are in a casual mode and destroy you. It's like really tough. Oh, yeah, especially casual can be quite um, quite random who you pick up and, and who your teammates are and who you're versing and how many how many quit during the match. Yeah, exactly, right? How many rotations happen in the match? So, which is um, pretty annoying. But, yeah, I've, I've been enjoying the game and um, I think at first I was a bit timid at the game, but now um, I feel like I'm doing all right and I, I probably at times matches hang back a bit and just watch what's happening and then I'll sort of charge and, and see if it opening. It's a bit like being the playmaker in, in a, like a rugby game or something. Yeah. It's, you know, it's just I don't a... know, the halfback or something, I don't know which position, but you know, the, um, someone who sort of sees an opportunity instead of trying to chase the ball all the time, um, that I've noticed that's, that's sort of the way to do it. Or I sort of, you know, kick it along the sides and, and sort of try to set up a play there. So yeah, I've, I've seen your, like one of the most important things I've learned from, for, uh, from Fortnite, from Rocket League <laughs> is just patience. You just have to have some patience. Sometimes, sometimes the optimal decision isn't trying to rush to the ball straight away. It's doing what you're talking about, sitting back, kind of assessing the situation and going, no, now is my right time to come in. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's what I've learned too. Um, I, I think I still struggle with the, the, you know, the very high aerial balls and things like that when it's super high, I'm like, Oh God, where's that going to drop? So, and some people just zooming in the end, I'm like, how do they do that? So I think that's one area that I struggle with, but if it's on the ground and it's just, you know, um, the sort of the, the chess type thing on, on the ground, I can sort of work it out well, I think. So I've, enjoyed that well the great thing is is like all those aerials and mechanics and stuff to me there's like two definitive parts of like rocket league there's mm -hmm. the mechanical skills like you know being able to do what you said flying up in the air or being able to make a save or take a good shot and then there's the the game knowledge like the having the the understanding of the way the game is flowing you know oh okay my teammates pushing up for the ball right now. So I'll stay back or I'll look for a situation where they might pass it to me instead of chasing the ball. Oh, my teammates just missed the ball. And now they're coming towards us. I'll get ready to defend instead of trying to get to the ball. And those two mechanics, like I personally believe I have pretty good like game knowledge and just understanding of what to do in situations. But where I mess up is like the mechanic skills. Like I can aerial and do this, the stuff you're talking about, but mm -hmm. sometimes I'll see dudes who are literally flying in the air, 
upside down spinning and then they'll hit the ball off the backboard twice to smash it in the goal and i'm just like all right that's me done for the day i can't i can't compete with that that's too much for me (laughs) oh definitely i've watched some of the stuff on twitch which is pretty amazing yeah, mind-boggling, right? Like, and that's the thing. Like, I thought I was good at Rocket League until I like reached out and started looking at like what other people do in the game. I was like, oh man, like, I'm I'm just like so very average at this game. It's pretty much like aerial football, really. Just yes. everyone in the air, just hit yeah. each other. I'm like, you don't even need the ground. So it's, by being yeah. by being in diamond, I'm probably in the like the top twenty percent of people who play rocket league but the skill gap between me trying to get into the top 15 percent is more advanced than me and the 80 percent. so i'm closer in skill level to the 80 percent than i am to the top 15 percent because it just gets so much more technical it just gets ridiculous i would be really um technical and complex rocket league as you go on especially how sort of 3d the game is and the complexities of it and team communication becomes a necessity when you're playing twos or threes. It, it gets yeah. deep. I'm not a big fan of the solo matches. Yeah, see, I think um, I'm pretty strong at the solo matches, but I don't like them either. I just like hanging out. Like, to me, when I first started playing Rocket League, it was just to, to play with my mates, another game I could play with my mates. I love real soccer, so it made sense to me. There were a couple of uh, tournaments actually here in uh, Canberra at the the video game bar Reload, um, and and I entered one of them with a friend and we won the first game. So I was like, oh, we're going to win this whole tournament because we absolutely killed the first game. It was seven one, and then the next game we get beaten seven nil. And then I realised I was a little fish in a big pond. Oh, yeah, I'm sure some of those competitive people go looking for that type of stuff. <clears throat> Yeah, but it's in, yeah, it is it is um interesting how you verse against different people now. Now, what other notes have I got? So yeah, I've tried all the solos, duos, and trios. Now, <clears throat> I I tried some of the extra mode stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I love Rumble. Rumble's great. And fun. I'm sitting there doing Rumble and and thinking about Rocket League, and I'm like, this is something that Mario Kart should have come up with. Interesting. Yeah, it's more innovative. Yeah. But they didn't have to be because they pretty much own the go-kart section. Like, you could easily see bananas and, like, mushrooms instead of, you know, the little power-up stuff, you know, that gives you the boost and all that sort of craziness. It does – actually, there's a little bit of a resemblance to bloody um, Mario Soccer Strikers. Yeah, I used to love the – weirdness of that game. Yeah. yeah. It's a little and more the Yeah, I can see how you'd relate that to Rumble. Yeah, so that was interesting. I thought, oh, that's a bit like Mario Kart. I was like, oh, well, maybe Mario Kart will chat. Well, they've got the, the battle thing, but it's it's nothing like that, yeah. But it would be interesting, Um, who knows, never, if they ever do a collaboration. <laughs> I think they did do a Mario and Luigi. Yeah, yeah, there's the Mario and Luigi cars, and I know I can't get... um. I know I can't get them on my Xbox, but I have them on my Nintendo Switch. That's sad, yeah. Bloody hell. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, I noticed that too. I don't mind Rumble. I, I don't know if I've tried the other ones yet. I don't remember. So there's um, there's hoops, which is literally basketball. And if um, if you're not strong at aerialing, that's a very tough game because okay. you literally have to push the ball up into the air to get it into the basketball hoop. Uh, there's drop shot, which is kind of like a weird version 
of floor is lava. So once the ball touches your team's side, a hole will appear, and then they can shoot the ball into the hole to score points. And then there's uh, snow day, which is just like playing ice hockey. Oh, okay. Ice hockey. That would be interesting. Yeah, so the, the, the ball obviously has pretty impressive physics, you know, when you hit the ball, you know, how hard you hit it, all of that. So it's very different because it's literally a hockey puck and its <laughs> mechanics are insane. It just wants to stay to the ground. So it doesn't get up in the air, but when it does and you hit it, it does some very weird things with the physics. Wow. I will, I'll try it out later on. Yeah, give it a I get back into and still grinding. I think <clears throat> I've grinded quite a lot for that pass because I got the double XP and... Yeah, sure. Looking at the challenges, I think I'm like 40 now or something. And season ends in like four days, I think. Yeah, and the new one will appear and I'll probably get that. And Yeah, so they announced with the new season, it's, um, it's like NASCAR and F1 supercars or like the... The cars you can get in the battle pass. Oh. Yeah, they released a video trailer of it. And at first I thought it looked fake because it was mm-hmm. literally like two like NASCARs just racing around each other on a track. But then when the, as they pan out, they're not on a racing track. They're on a Rocket League field. It's very cool. Uh, very cool. I should I should have a look at that Yeah. Um, later on. But yes, I think that's all the questions that I can think of for... <clears throat> Rocket League, asking someone who knows a bit more than me, who's played it a bit more longer. But, um, yeah, I'll definitely keep on playing it and streaming it and um, enjoying it. And um, I think I've worked out what my first card look, looks now. It's all very actually, and shiny. This is something I wanted to tell you that you didn't even realize because you don't know much about the game. So the car you're currently using, the Fennec, mm-hmm. um, it's it's got a version where it's got like the outer parts of titanium white and it's worth a lot but that car in trading is worth a fair bit of money and you didn't even realize when you got it and you're like oh this is cool what's this and i was there watching the street when you got it and i'm like oh my god i don't have that car i want that car and i was like losing it yeah one or two people mentioned it i think um bunny who's one of our viewers on the stream and and he's like oh yeah that's a pretty good car and i'm like oh really yeah, it's a really good car. Oh, nice. Well, I'm, I'm pretty happy. Is it like, differences with the different cars? Like Absolutely, car? there is. So um, some cars have <laughs> typically longer yes. bodies. So like the Dominus, or you might have seen the Batmobile, or the, the, the little short-to-the-ground long cars. And they're really good at, like, doing uh, flicks and stuff. And then you have the Octane, which is another popular choice. It's the... Um, the car I think that everyone sees, and I think it's the default car. But the the uh, Fennec, so the car you have is mm-hmm. the most popular car for air dribbling because it's actually got the shortest body. Um, mm-hmm. It's a lot of pros believe, and it's been shown it's easier to keep the uh, the ball closer to the car. So for people who love to do stuff in the air, that's the car they use, and that's the car you have, and that's the one thing you don't do with the car. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. So what car would be useful for me, seeing that um, I keep uh, things on the ground? I, I You can't go with first. the Octane. So the Octane, the default car, is uh, very versatile. So it's good for control. Some of them, uh, at one stage, and this is way, way back when the, fir- the game first came out, yep. some of them even had different turning radiuses. Mm-hmm. Um, they've kind of gotten rid of that now and they all kind of handle very similarly. But just because of the size of the body and the shape of them, there are certain things that are easier to do. So on the flat cars, 
uh, for them, it's a lot easier to like, sometimes you'll see people kind of trying to keep the ball on the body of the car and it's easier to do with the flat cars. So each car can kind of do things differently, even though the mechanics of the game are similar. Hmm. All right. And that's something to keep in mind. I'll, I'll um, probably choose different cars or something like that. We'll see. Probably the next <clears throat> rocket pass when I can um, make the other cars look a little prettier and shinier. And yeah, when it's happening, who knows? Got no if, idea. Uh, if you ever you're just playing Rocket League and you see me online, even if it's not streaming and you just want to play, let me know. <clears throat> I'm, always, I'm always keen to play Rocket League. Well, yeah. I mean, I think I, you get like bonus experience points for playing with someone. You do. You do. And um, some achievement or something, you know, playing with a friend for 20 matches or something like that. So Yeah, I have I have every achievement in uh, Rocket League. Oh, I'm happy with it. Yeah, I think I've got most of the, well, it's not to do with Rocket League, the, the PS trophies. So it's like, yeah, sure. so that's, that's a, a nice thing. But um, yeah, I think that's all the questions I have on Rocket League. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, no, but if, if you haven't already, uh, make sure you check out Nintendo Ninja News and subscribe to that channel. Uh, that's, that's all I have to say. Like, uh, well, this, is the, this is the Creative Life podcast, which is one thing, but Nintendo Ninja News, if you want to see Chris learning how to play Rocket League and getting better, that's where he's doing it. That's that's right. That will be down on one of the main links on the Creative Life uh, podcast, and you can listen to us to all, all the streaming platforms now, pretty much. Oh, epic. A dozen or so on, on the website. So and also we, we do have the website, which has got all of our podcast stuff, and um, I'm still working on tinkering things. We've got the voicemail where people can just um, add a message, a voice message, and we can do Q&As and things like that, which is a handy little feature. Yeah, sure. So, but uh, yes, um, I, I guess I, I shall wrap it up. So, big thanks to Nathan here for episode nine, I believe we're up to. And um, we shall uh, let everyone go now. And hopefully, uh, people have a good day and they enjoyed our little chat about Nintendo and Rocket League. So, that's it for me. And I shall see you later on. <laughs>